This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. This podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network, and we have a new show called Ready to Run that I think you'll enjoy if you like this show. It's hosted by Kurt Roser, who is a physical therapist and also a super fast runner. He ran in the 2020 Olympic trials in the marathon and also hosted by Dr. Efren Kabbalas, who is a sports medicine physician. Most recently, they've had Sage Herda on the show, Chris Lee, Gwen Jorgensen, Matt Hensley, Parker Stinson, and Neely Spence Gracie. Great episodes over there educating you on all things running, injury prevention, and giving you the latest research on what's going on in the sports medicine world. Today on this podcast, I'll have another, my very first show ever. We launched this podcast six years ago, and my guest was one of my very first guests. Emily Enfeld. Emily was actually on this podcast in July of 2016, episode 21. She was also episode 147 and 251. So this is her fourth time on the show. Emily is a professional runner with Nike. She is a 2015 silver medalist at the world championships in the 10K. She's a 2016 Olympian in the 10K a 2018 U.S. cross-country champ, and after a very tough few years, she just made the world team in the 5K on the track. She's had big surgeries. She's had overwhelming experiences with a stalker, which we talk about both of those things in this episode, and she's just been through a lot. She also recently got married Seeing Emily make this world championship team was so exciting. I'm so happy for her and so happy to see what's next for her. And she reflects a lot in this episode over the last few years and what it meant for her to make this team. I always love the opportunity to talk with Emily and I really hope you enjoy my conversation with her. If you do enjoy it, please consider leaving us a rating and review on the podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify. That is a huge help in growing this show, and I really appreciate it. This episode of the podcast is supported by Koros, and, you know, Emily herself is someone who wears a Koros watch as well. I love my Koros watch. I wear the Apex, and I've been wearing the same watch since 2018. Works so well. It's so easy to use to program workouts. Uploads very quickly to my Strava. Also syncs to my VDOT which is the training platform I use and also the training platform I coach on. So many professionals use this watch and it's really the way to go these days. It's super accurate and user-friendly, which that's what I need. I need a user-friendly watch. You all can get yourself a free accessory when you go to coros.com. Pick the watch you want, add the accessory item of your choice. When we purchased my husband's newest Coros watch, I added an extra band because I wanted a different color. I have a light blue band now. So you can get that accessory item for free when you go to coros.com, add it to your cart, and at checkout, just use the code ANOTHER. If you have any questions about the Coros watch, the Apex specifically is what I use, um, you can always 
DM me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626 over there or email me lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com and I'm happy to answer your questions. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Emily. All right, Emily Enfeld back on the show. Welcome back to the show, Emily. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's really nice to be back and have a chat with you virtually. <laughs> I was thinking about it on my run this morning, and the first time we talked was six years ago. Six years. That's why. <laughs> it, it's like a different, a totally different phase of your career now. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it also, I feel like I'm like reminiscing the past so much right now, but I, it's funny. I'm like, I'm 32, which I still feel like I have a lot of time left in my career, but I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for 10 years, professionally doing this for 10 years. So it's a long time. <laughs> I know. I, I was thinking back to our first conversation and I think your cat was like crawling around in the conversation somewhere and you were just sitting there and I was thinking, I was asking you questions about like training with Kara Goucher and like being the newbie to the professional running scene. And now you're like one of the veterans, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. So like you're one of the people that, you know, those young ladies are probably coming to for advice. Yeah, it's different. I mean, my cat will probably be crawling around my lap here in a second. I'm like, she tends to do that when I'm like in the middle of doing something. She's like, oh, what? You're not paying attention to me. I'm going to come over here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I feel really lucky. I feel like I had such great mentors in the sport um, and women who I've looked up to, who I still look up to. I think of Kira D'Amato and Sarah Hall, um, especially right now. I think just looking at them thriving in their 30s. And I hope that I can do the same for the younger generation of women. Um, I feel, I mean, I'm still really close with the women on Bowerman and um, with Vanessa. And I mean, everyone who's kind of been around that group and, and other women in the sport. And yeah, I just, I feel lucky and hopefully I can give them any nuggets, <laughs> nuggets of wisdom or be a good example or um, be there to be like, I did this. Don't do what I did. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Isn't it? It's wild how we think about aging too. Cause like right mm -hmm. now to you, 32 probably feels really young, but when you were 25, 26, you probably thought it was much older and, oh, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'm just 32. Like there's so much yeah. time left. It's so funny because when I joined the group, I was 22 and Shalane was 31. And I remember, I mean, I never, I wasn't like, she's old, but I was just like, she, like, I just felt like there was such a disconnect. But for me now being 32, I like, like Sinclair, who's, and maybe she's 24 now. I'm like 23, 24. I think she's 24. But I like look at her being like, we're the same, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm older than you. <laughs> I do that all the time, especially now with like, um, like moms. You know, yeah. if like their oldest is the same age as my youngest or something. I'm like, we're the same age, right? Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. we're all, you know, we're all the same. I always assume people are the same age, but um, uh -huh. now I'm like, oh, I'm one of the older moms now and the younger elementary kids. <laughs> I feel like we have young energy and we're, I don't know. I think running keeps you young. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. The older you get, it's funny. I mean, I look back on, I feel like high schoolers seem really young to me, but like if you're post-college, I'm like, we're in the same phase of life. We're all the same. Totally. <laughs> so man, I don't know if I've ever been so happy for someone making a world oh, team. You're so sweet. Thank you. That's really kind. <laughs> I mean, it was like, 
oh my gosh, Emily Enfield, there she is in the 5,000 too. Like yeah. <laughs> also crazy for those listening who haven't followed Emily's story as deeply as I have and listeners who've been, you know, listening to this show for six years, like we talked about when you were first on the show. Uh, but when you first came on this show, you were pretty fresh off your medal at the world championships in the 10,000 and you were heading to Rio in the 10,000. So you just don't see athletes going back down very often. Yeah. I mean, I think for me too, I, I do think you can run your best in your thirties. And I'm like, I've, I'm so inspired by Kate Grace from last year. She was just on a tear and just had an amazing summer. And I think seeing for me, not making the team in the 10 K I was so motivated to make the five K and I feel like for so long, I told myself I wasn't as fast as those girls that I'm kind of, I moved up in distance and I'm like, why am I saying that to myself? And I'm like, also, why would I just discount myself? Cause I didn't make the 10 K like I'm going to give it everything I have in the 5 K. I mean, U S distance running is incredible right now. It's really hard. It's always been hard to make teams, but I feel like it's even harder to make teams. Um, and I just, I wanted to give myself that shot. I wanted to believe in myself and I, have inspiration from lots of friends and, and athletes around me, I think who have dealt with hard things, not making teams and then gone on to do really great things. And, um, I'm like, you know what, all I can do is be my best self, just put myself out there, see where it lands me. Um, and I was just so happy, like just so excited. It's, um, I didn't know if I was going to make a team again. I think, um, after I had 2015, 16, 17, all in a row. And I was like, I'm going to like, I want to be meddling. I want to be up there. And then just had a lot of rough years. Um, and the trials last year made me be like, maybe I shouldn't be on the track. Like I felt so far off of where I wanted to be. And then this year was kind of debating if I was going to do more roads or track and then felt like I had more on the track. And now it got me excited. Cause I'm like, I think I still have a lot more room to improve and to hopefully get faster and see if that gets me on team, see if it gets me times I want to run. And I'm just going to do what I can to, to try to be my best. Who were like your sounding boards in those moments when you were trying to decide? I mean, I think Max a lot. I feel like he has been wonderful to me. Like he, I mean, especially this last year with me leaving Bowerman and kind of figuring stuff out, he was my training partner <laughs> for a lot of the year. He had to go back into the office um, and then we kind of had to work around. He was doing three jobs in like April, May. So he was so busy. He was covering for some people at Nike and we were like working out kind of with his schedule either early in the morning or later at night, which kind of worked out with the weather and flag anyways. We we're working out at like 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. So he could get there for his morning meetings or depending on when he got off work, um, we were able to get to the track after. And it was just, I mean, I think having him for me was a game changer and it was just, he believes so much in me. And sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm, you believe a little too much in me. I'm like, you got to pull yourself back to reality. Like I'm not going to run the world record, but like, <laughs> I'm like the best ever, which is so sweet. And I just, he cares so much and um, being able to share that with him and him having confidence in me when I didn't have confidence in myself meant the world to me. And I just feel really, really lucky to have him in my life. Mm, I remember, I think the last time we interviewed you guys had just started dating like pretty freshly and you like told us the story about how you met and yeah. so special. And I love that you can train together. Like how cool is that? Is that he's fast enough to be able to train yeah. with you? 
I know it's, I mean, it's cool. He's fast. I feel like he, I mean, he's pretty fast. I think he can run a fast mile. He's running like a 24 second, 200. Like he, he told me he could run under 25 and I was like, no way. Like there's absolutely no way. So we went to the track and he did like a little jogging and then put on spikes. And this was, I feel like a while ago, but I'm like, you're so, I'm like, how are you so good? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's been really nice. And I, it won't, I don't know if it'll be how, how long it'll entail. And for me right now this year, it's been really nice um, to just not be by myself. And I'd love to have training partners. I love people to train with, but I also, I think it's really nice to kind of do my own thing and just know that like, I'm doing exactly what I need and I have them there for support. So that's been really beneficial for me kind of this last year in like big transition move. Yeah. I was going to say, are you doing any workouts with anybody else? Not really. I did. I'm like, I did a little bit in flag, but honestly, not that much. Like Katrina hopped in for parts of some workouts. Um, I'm trying to think Emily Durgan, we did like a, a tempo ish run on the road together once. And then Rachel kind of, I think maybe just one workout she popped in for a little bit, but I, I don't think outside of that, like there's just a couple occasions. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to figure out overlapping with people more. Yeah. In the future. Cause I like, I do, I love the camaraderie on the track as well, but I feel like we lucked out when we were in flag, we'd be there with people. So even if we're doing different things, having people around is just really nice. Yeah. Tell us about the transition, like leaving Bowerman, deciding to be coached by John Green, who is Molly Seidel's coach. Like what played I know there's like so much to that, but what played into all of that? Yeah. So it, um, I mean, for me last year, I was really, I knew I didn't want to stay with Bowerman. It was tough because I do, I had such success there and I still think the world of everyone there. And I love, like, I love all everyone on the team and yeah, still, still close with Shalane. And I mean, saw Jerry and Pascal a bunch in kind of USA's worlds. And I mean, they're so kind and they're really great people, but it just, for me, it wasn't working and it hadn't worked for a while. And I was holding on to that. It worked for me once, like it'll work for me again. And I think it's okay to admit, like it was really good for a phase of my career. And I probably clung on for a little too long. I probably should have left a couple years earlier, Um, but it's hard. It's hard when you like the people and you're friends with the people. And I have a hard time with change. It's scary. And I think I finally, Last year, I knew pretty much during the year I wanted to leave and I'd been kind of toying with the idea for a few years, um, like very seriously. And I think I was really encouraged seeing people who had left and were still running well and seeing Kate have so much success. That gave me a lot of confidence that I'm like, okay, I can still be good. I just might need something different. And I talked to a couple coaches uh, and John was just, he's so great and he's really kind and him and Molly reached out to me and yeah, we just, he started writing me some workouts and I felt like it was a good fit. So we, yeah, I feel like just kind of naturally, I was like, I think this is a good fit. Let's, let's do this for a bit and see where it takes me. Um, and I now actually, I'm not working, I'm not going to be working with him going forward. Um, so I'm still, I'm figuring that, that out a bit. And he, he was really great. So kind. And I feel like helped me a lot for this like transition year, but it was hard. It was like one of those things where I felt like pressure almost to be like, who's my new coach? What's my new situation? And I wasn't really sure. And I, I was working with him for a little bit, but I was waiting kind of to announce it also because I, 
I hadn't worked with him for that long. So I feel like it's hard to, to like full commit, full send. I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And I was like, he's my coach. I'm going to be working with him. And I think he's really smart. I, he's really young. And I think there's some things with like the track and marathon that are a little different and that I think he's really got Molly dialed. And I think for me, we were kind of guessing a lot with workouts and what to do. And I had a lot of input, which was good. But I think I feel like for me, I just need something a little different. And I feel like my, his training philosophy was very different from what I was used to just no speed work, not much intensity. And I think that really benefited me this year. And I think coming off of Bowerman, I think it really, really paid off. But I think going forward, I feel like I need something a little different. Uh, but we, I mean, we had a, a conversation, I'm trying to think like a month ago and even going after kind of the 10K in June, I was writing a lot of my own training and then I got COVID in July. So I feel like that kind of thwarted my training, but I think it, it made me realize that I'm like, I know more about myself and what I need. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that going forward. Like I still want someone to write my training, but I mean, he's really great. And Molly's wonderful. I feel like I really, and Grayson is great. Um, like they're great people and I'm, I know I'll see them again and, and overlap, but I, think just probably not the best fit for me. I think it could be, but I'm like, I also am 32 and I feel like I have a lot of time, but I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm um, taking years and years to kind of figure it out with a new person. I'm like, I, I feel like I yeah know a little bit more what I need and it was great for that time, but going to figure out the next phase. Yeah. It's interesting. And I'm curious, like, you know, you know, your body so well, you know, these two different types of training now it's like whoever you go with for a coach you also know that you can trust your gut and know like if you're being prescribed something that just like doesn't feel right, that you yeah. have to listen to your mind and your and your body. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think that's something I mean, I feel for so long um, with Bowerman, I think I had a hard time doing that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's hard too when you see everyone else around you and they're successful and you just get sucked into it and you're like I want to be doing this and they're doing it it's working for them so it should be working for me and I think this last year I think it was a benefit kind of being by myself because it really I mean a lot of the time most of the time I was in Portland with Max alone so I'm like if I if I didn't feel good I would cut a workout I would push it a day like I feel like I had a lot more flexibility and same with kind of if workouts if the paces were off and I felt like I needed to run faster I'd run faster I like cut the rest for a ton of workouts I'm like I don't need this much rest I'm just going to cut the rest and kind of tweak stuff to what I felt like I needed and I do think this last year like gave me a lot of confidence and that it's like I, I do know what I need and I feel like I'm smart like if you miss the workout you miss the workout it's not like doesn't matter, but also if you are you feeling good on a day and you want to push it or you feel like whatever it is, you you don't need as much rest, you can cut that and, and tweak things here or there. So I do feel like that gave me confidence for sure. Cause I'm like, we all know our bodies best. And like, I feel like you want someone who you can work with, with that. But for so long, it was hard for me to, I think, take ownership of that and to do things different than other people. So I think removing other people from the equation was a lot easier for me to be like, what do I need to do? Cause there's no one else around to compare. And I think that was helpful for me this year. And I think having Max there and as a sounding board kind of day in, day out. And for really, I mean, he was there for all but maybe like two workouts or three workouts this year. Like He was there pretty much every single workout, not, not every run day, but uh, most of our workouts. And I think that for me was helpful. Cause I feel like if I had a, like questioning something, I feel like I had someone to, to talk to it about and we'd kind of figure out what, what made the most sense. This episode of the podcast is supported by ZocDoc. ZocDoc makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. 
Plus, with real verified patient reviews, you can find the right doctor for you, one that actually remembers your name. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Go to ZocDoc.com another and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash another. ZocDoc.com slash another. All right, back to the show. I love that you have him there. You guys have been through so much in the last like four years. I mean, your hip surgery, the stalker situation, how are you feeling with both of those two things in your life? I feel, I mean, I, again, I feel really lucky to have Max. And I think, um, for him, I mean, we were dating for a year, maybe when I had hip surgery, maybe not even a year. And I think that was like the worst, like he got to see me my absolute worst. Mm -hmm. Like I was just not a great person that year. Um, I wasn't training well. I was kind of had all these little injuries popping up, um, like foot issues and, and little stress reactions and things leading into surgery. And then coming off of that and feeling like it's hard. It's hard when, um, I mean, as the runner, I'm like, I don't want my whole identity to be running, but it's a big part of my identity and a huge part of who I am. And when you can't do it and you have to be on crutches for two months and, you can't run for four months and all that. Like it just, it it was a long recovery and um, he was really great to me through it. And I think having him gave me perspective as well. Um, And then, yeah, having like a very terrifying situation and especially too, I mean, it was during COVID and there was lots of unknowns there and we were, yeah, just kind of traveling. And I think he was, to me, it, it was really nice to have someone because I sometimes in those moments I shut off when I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I kind of had like paralysis of decision-making with, I was so focused, hyper-focused on this scary thing happening that I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And having him be like, we're doing X, X, and X. Mm-hmm. I like needed that and needed someone to be there for me. And I just, I feel really thankful. I feel like we're really supportive of one another. I feel like he's probably been more supportive of me in the last few years, just with stuff I've had happening. And I'm, yeah, just feel really grateful. I think it's made us really strong. And yeah, to be able to come out the other side has been really great. Uh, And I mean, I'm feeling really thankful and and happy for um, where we're at now. Um, In terms of my hip surgery stuff, I feel like it still is. It's still kind of a process. It's not, I'm not totally symmetrical. My hips aren't, equally mobile. I feel like it's finally getting to a place where I'm feeling better. Like this last year, I feel like I don't have the hitch that I had post-surgery forever, or maybe I do sometimes, but not as often. Um, And that's just, I think, something that takes time. And when you have a big injury to your body, I feel like it just takes a long time. I think I, I really hoped, I think a year out, I ran a really fast 5k and then kind of did too much. And that set me back a bunch. And I've been talking to just a few people on Instagram who are getting similar surgeries. And I'm like, it's a hard surgery, but like you can get there, just like take your time and like, don't do too much too soon. Cause I think I got a little greedy, probably a little too early. And then that set me back in 2020, probably a little too much. And then I've had to like slowly chip away. Um, But with anything and like training, it's all about consistency. And I think 
it's easy sometimes. And you're like, Oh, I'm running well, like more, more, more. I want to get better now. And it's like, there's no shortcuts. Like you just have to take your time and the body just takes a long time, especially when you have a really invasive surgery. I mean, I guess my surgery wasn't that invasive, but it, it was a surgery and they had to yeah, reattach my labrum and shave my bones. And I was on crutches or off running for four months. Anytime you're off for that long, it's your body needs, <laughs> needs time to get back. Um, yeah. And then in terms of my soccer situation, I feel thankful and that that's resolved for me. I know it's not the case for everyone. And I still, it still like hurts my heart. And it's still, I feel like I've had these conversations with Max where I'm like, I feel like I want to do something. Like I, I need to figure out what I feel like I want to do, but it's hard for people who have that ongoing and haven't resolved that issue. And it just is a really prevalent issue. And it's something that I'm hoping me at least speaking out about brings awareness to, but it, I was just, I mean, I still like, thinking about it, I'm just like shocked and like just horrified at how many people go through that. I mean, a lot of women, but I mean, there's men that go through it as well, but it's just, yeah, just unthinkable that I'm so many people have to deal with this and it's a really sad thing. And um, yeah, I have to, I mean, I still have to think on it because I'm like, I want to feel like I'm giving back or doing something to get more involved. And I feel like I haven't been this last year, but it's something that I feel like is like a cause like close to my heart. And I'm like, I just, I feel sad and I don't know what the answer is or what the solution is, but I'm like, hopefully, I don't know, being there and people knowing they're not alone in that situation is helpful. It's just, I wish it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. And so he's in jail, right? I, so no, he's actually, um, right now he was deemed mentally not, um, I forget the term, but basically mentally not there enough to stand trial. Mm -hmm. So he's in a hospital, like a mental hospital, which I think is really good. And yeah. I think I feel like that'll be good for the time being. And they're kind of, they do like check-ins, I guess. And it's like, they keep postponing the actual trial, which I still, I don't know if I want to actually go to. I'm like, yeah, have, have been in contact and given statements and whatnot. And I think, I don't know, I think that would be hard for me. So I'm like, I feel like if I can, if I don't have to go, if I can do things kind of from afar, that would be easier. But I'm thankful that he is hopefully getting the help he needs. Yeah. And because it's sad for me, I'm like, I don't know if like, I felt like jail was the right solution, but I also didn't want him to be out on like, just out living his life in the world, like unmedicated or uh, able to do this to other people because it wasn't just me I mean he did it to a few people and it's that's pretty scary and I'm like I do think um, there's a lot of people who just kind of yeah go to jail for maybe I don't know a few years and then come out and it's like that's terrifying to me where I'm like well if he comes out is he just going to do like do is again. he going to find me again and is he going to be angry and and all those thoughts so I'm like, hopefully he's getting the help he needs and um, I don't know if he'll ever go to jail if he's going to be stay there forever um, or what, how exactly that works. But yeah, right now hasn't stood trial yet because it's still dealing with mental health evaluations and, and whatnot. You would be notified if he was released from the place that he's at. Yes. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah. Did you feel scared speaking out about it though? Cause you, I know you wanted to do that to help other people like feel supported going through it, but did that scare you? Yeah. And it's funny. I also, I think I just, it was one of those things that I didn't really want to tell anyone. I didn't want, it felt, it was like a weird situation for me. And at the same time, like nothing, there was never a physical altercation, which I feel really thankful for, but I think it was, I mean, it was scary because it was someone who it was from afar for so long, but then when he came to Portland and was here for so long, that was scary. And I think I spoke out finally when it, I felt like it had gone away and it was, for me, it was tough to hear because a lot of it was, oh, you're fine when he's away. And then he would 
be around in Portland. And I'm like, well, now I feel scary. He's threatening my life. He's here. And then he like would flee, like he fleed. Um, they're like, well, he's, he's not your problem anymore. He's like out of state. So like someone else's problem. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make me feel very good. And I think yeah. it got to a point where I was just, I'm like, it had been going on for years and I just got really frustrated where I was like, how, like, how does this be resolved? How is there, is there a solution for this? Like, this is terrifying. I don't want to feel like I'm finally getting back to normal, feeling okay, not feeling scared. And then something happens and, or he reaches out to me and, and whatnot. And it's jarring. And I'm like, I just wanted to feel like there was support. Um, and I feel like, honestly, that's kind of why I, I posted is because I felt like stressed and alone. And it was at a time that Max was out of town. My friend was so sweet. She's like, I'll, I'll come stay with you. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. It's like, it's funny. I feel like we did everything we could. We have like a bar. We still put a bar underneath our door every night. We have a security system. And yeah, I just, I, I just felt not at ease, ill at ease. And I think that prompted me to be like, this is not okay. And I'm frustrated. And I feel like I know this doesn't only happen to me, but like, I just, I was at a point where I was just really, frustrated and just felt at a loss. And um, yeah, and then I, I think I was like, hoping that it would help people. Um, but I do feel like that probably wasn't my, like, first, <laughs> first thought, I honestly think frustration was probably my first first thought in that. And then when I realized how prevalent the issue was, it, I was so grossed out and just so sad. Mm. Um, and I'm, yeah, I felt I'm like, this is insane that this happens so frequently to so many people and still happening to so many people and people who've had issues resolved, unresolved. And it just, I'm like, yeah, it still makes my stomach hurt when I'm just like, how? Yeah, it's just sad. Sad what a lot of people have to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, you think about you going through that, you going through your hip surgery. Well, first of all, you and Max, man, you have stood the test before you even got married. Go through the hardest things at the very beginning. I mean, I mean, that's some stressful times right there. So stressful. But also, like, I think when we're in the moments of really stressful times, like you were saying earlier, how change has always been hard for you. Hard for me too. I remember when I moved for the first, just an hour away from where I originally moved and I had to like yeah. change dentists. I was stressed out. Like yeah. I've been going to that dentist since I was a little kid. You know, it's like the littlest change. It can be so stressful, but like we almost don't realize in the moment how much it's actually like wreaking havoc on our bodies. And then looking yeah. back, you're like, whoa, yeah, I endured that. Yeah, Totally. I do think I'm like, I feel like my PT said this, but how like your nervous system, like, and stress in general, like running stress, life stress, all of that affects you. And that when you have that kind of constant stress for so long, your nervous system is just so heightened and it takes a while for it to come back down. Like, it's not like, okay, like you're feeling better. Like one day you wake up and you're like, I'm great. Good to go. But it's like a process. And I feel like to your point, yeah, it does take a time and reflecting back when you're like, oh, wow. Okay. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Who was talking about somebody recently was talking about that book, The Body Keeps the Score. Have you read that book? No, ooh, but I'm gonna write that down. I need a new book. I don't remember who wrote it, and I can't remember if I was listening to a podcast or if I was interviewing someone, but it's all about exactly those things. I think I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to both read it and then we can talk about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um so, okay, let's go back to making the team again this year because I just, it's, it feels so monumental, like a new chapter, you know, like you get the medal at Worlds, you, you run in the Rio Olympics, and then you have all these years of 
like shit, really. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you're racing here and there, but like, there's so much crap that you walk through. Um, do you feel like now making this team and kind of like being healthy physically, emotionally, you're newly married now, you just went on your honeymoon. Do you, do you feel like it's like a new, new phase? Yeah, I do. And I think, I mean, I feel like parts of your life and career and everything can evolve and change. And for me, I felt like a natural progression would be like moving onto the roads. And I think I still love the track. And I think I just feel really thankful and grateful. And I think all, I mean, runners are a really tough breed and I feel like we have to deal with a lot. There's lots of injuries. Like I wish no one ever got injured, but unfortunately I don't know anyone who hasn't been injured. Um, I feel like there's lots to deal with. And I think for me, when it, like it had been so constant and for so long, it just, there were so many moments where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm just not good at this anymore. Like maybe I like used everything up in my body. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I just, I can't get back to where I, I want to be. And I had a lot of moments of doubt and I think getting through that made me stronger, but I think, yeah, it just made me feel confident in like this phase where I was coming out of college. And I feel like being scared and timid and just not probably doing things the right way. Like wanting to, I'm like, more is better. Like more is more and just getting injured, injured, injured and being like, well, that's just, I can't stay healthy a year. I'm just going to be someone who can have like a really good, like three to six months. And if I time it right, it'll be great for racing. And then like, who knows how long I'll stay healthy for. And I'm like, why was that my mentality mm. for so long? Like, why would I just think I can only, my body can only handle like a few months of high intensity training. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get to my goals if I can do that. And I'm seeing all these people around me who are, I mean, running faster and faster. I mean, I think 1430s, which is like unheard of when I was coming out of college is like very frequent. I'm like seeing all these women do it and it's exciting. Cause I'm like, I want to do that. And I feel like I still think I have more speed in me, but I also just have a joy for running again. And I think so many years I would have a joy when I was running well. And I think it's easy to love it when you're running well. And I think learning to love it again when you're not running well. And I think there were some times where I'm like, maybe I don't like this. Like maybe I only liked it because I was good at it. And now that I don't feel like I'm competing where I want to compete, like I don't feel like I'm as good as I want to be. I, I don't love it. And I still love running. Like I think it made me appreciate that more and really try to enjoy the process and the steps. And even this year, I was like, you know what? Like if last year I had been fourth at the trials, I'm like, I would have been really disappointed, but I'm like, being eighth last year and feeling so far out of it, I was like, oh, I'd be so happy if I was closer. But then I'm like, when I was fourth at the 10K and I was so happy for the women that made the team, but so sad for myself. And it was hard, like hard for me. Cause I'm like, man, like, I wish we could take four. <laughs> Can I go two? Yeah. Um, and I think to get through that and to really believe in myself enough to make the 5K team and just, yeah, I feel like I, um, I just, I love it. And I think I was like, I'm going to be happy and six, like feel like I had a successful year if I don't make the team, but like, I really want to make the team. And I do think your benchmarks kind of change, um, based on what you do, how you perform. And I think for me, I had after last year kind of been like, well, I just want to like get to the track and feel like I'm close there. And then when I was fourth, I'm like, no, I can still do this. I want to get there. And if I don't get there, like, it's not the end all be all. It's not like, my life is over and I have nothing else. Like I have a lot more in my life to reflect back on. And even making the team was, I, I'm so thankful for, and it was such a success. I did not run at the level I wanted to at Worlds. And I think that's 
a pill to swallow, but I still look back and I'm like, that was a great year. I had a lot of success. I wanted to keep running, but my body just didn't really want to this summer. And um, I have a little bit of FOMO just because I love Europe and I'm like mm -hmm. seeing everyone in Europe. I'm like, oh, it looks so fun. Um, but I'm like, there's always more. And I think there's, I mean, races every single weekend, <laughs> like there's always something to do. And I think for me, just knowing that I can be there and that this next chapter hopefully is full of I mean, I'm sure it won't be totally healthy. I'm sure there'll be injuries and setbacks, but just a better perspective and me just taking a slow approach instead of just trying to microwave my fitness as fast as I can and then come crashing down, but try to just have a, a little bit of a smoother trajectory, like obviously ups and downs. Um, but yeah, and just enjoy what I'm doing because I'm like, I won't be able to do this forever. Like I want to run forever, but who knows how long I'm going to be competing for. And I want to be a mom at some point. And I don't know what that'll add to the mix in terms of, yeah, what that'll make me feel like if that happens, when it happens and whatnot. <laughs> there's always something to have FOMO about too. Like yeah. no matter what in life, like there's always a reason that we're all going to have FOMO and we have to like somehow come to terms with like this is what I've chosen to do like you chose up to hang up your shoes and it was time and like uh -huh. be content with that but it can be really hard sometimes oh totally I also think I'm like for some reason I look always look at the situation as if like I'm like oh well if I would have been at my best and I have to look yeah. at it and be like what if I went over there and I like just tanked and I ran like an 18 minute 5k and felt terrible and like maybe that would have happened right <laughs> probably good I didn't go do that um or who knows but I'm just like it's funny because we look back and it's like oh well like oh, I wish I would have done that I'm like well yeah if everything was perfect that would have been nice but things happened the way they happened and I made the best decision that I could at the time um how did you get like your mindset when you got to the start line like I belong here I can make this team and I I believe you should have thought that but yeah. coming back from like what you've come back from and like the struggles you've had over these past few years. Like how did you get in that mindset that you belonged there? I mean, I really think being so close in the 10 K helped me a ton. Um, running, I did a 5 K, uh, at Mount SAC in April, I think, and um, was second to Carissa and just, I mean, was with her basically until she blasted me the last 200 meters. But I think that race gave me a lot of confidence because I just, I hadn't been racing great. Like I, I ran US Cross and I wasn't in good shape and I was kind of like, okay, I'm not in good shape. Like that was fine performance. And then did the 15K champs in Jacksonville and just got destroyed. I hadn't been running like I'd been doing most workouts between like 520 and 540 pace. So then we went through our first 5K in like 1540. And I was like, just toast after that. And looking back, I'm like, well, no wonder, like I hadn't done anything close to that pace. So I did like a really fast first 5K. And then my body was like, we're done. Like yeah. that's like, we haven't been running this pace. Like you're toasted. And I, as much as I wanted to, I'm like, I can just, I can be there. And I'm like, well, no, when you don't do the work, why do you expect yourself to compete? Emily Sisson is amazing. Emily Durgan is amazing. Like these are incredible women running really fast. I'm like, I can't just will it. Like, I wish you could do that. Yeah. Like, you got to do the work <laughs> when you're going to the race. And I just wasn't prepared for that race, which was fine, but kind of took a step back and did that 5k. And I was like, Oh, I'm not that far off of where I feel like I should be. And, and that gave me a lot of confidence. And then being close in that 10k, I was like, man, I was so close that I'm like, I, I'm like, if that happens again, and if I'm fourth again, mm. it is what it is. But like, I'm going to put myself in it until my body 
throws itself on the track. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to see where that lands me. And it was a really slow race. I knew there was fast people in the race. I'm like, Josette Norris and um, Ellie coming back from the 15. And I'm like, well, just going to see, I'm going to just try to be with these women. I don't know what pace we're going to run. I'm going to tune my brain out of it and just hang on for dear life. And then was able to be there closer than I thought I would be. <laughs> it's probably the closest I've ever been to winning USA's. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> was, your head had to be in the game for the 10,000 too then because you're, yeah. I mean, you got fourth in that. Yeah, yeah. And I think for the 10K, the one thing that's a bummer to me is I was in it until uh, Alicia made a hard move. Mm. And I think I just, I had to make a decision at that point. I was like, do I go with that move? Do I not go with that move? And I don't think I would have, I was ready to go with that move. So I think I made the smarter, safer choice Mm. to be like, I'm just going to try to be third. Like I'm going to try to win this race. I like at first made an aggressive move around, um, Natasha and Wayne, and there was already a gap. And I was like, do I close that gap? And I was like, I'm going to have to sprint to close it. And then I heard the announcer be like, that was a 71 lap. And I was like, that seems like I'm a little too intimidated. Like, I don't want to blow myself up. I'm like, I think I can outkick these women, which I couldn't, I didn't end up being able to, but I thought in my head, I was like, I, I had confidence in that. And I think that for me also, was something I hadn't had in a while. I wasn't, I was like, I am going to stay with these women. And I feel like I have a really good close. Like I'm trying to remind myself that. And um, even though it didn't work out in my favor, I do think it gave me confidence that I was like, man, I mean, these women are really good. Wayne's really good. Natasha's really good. And to be that close and to be outkicked, but um, I, I gave it everything I had. And I ran a 63 last lap. I was like, there's not much more I could ask for myself on that day. And um, I wish I was a little more prepared. So I felt confident going with Alicia and Carissa, mm-hmm. but I don't think I was at that point. So I think I made the best decision for me, but I think it did. I was like, okay, I'm still fast. If I can close in 63, I feel like I can run a good 5K. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Natasha making the team was also super exciting though, because it's been so long. I feel like this has been like a long time coming for her as well. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I mean, she's so sweet. She's, I I think there's so many wonderful people Mm -hmm. in this sport and it's tough because I'm like, I was so happy for her, but it was tough going on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy, but I'm also like, oh, I'm just bummed for myself. I'm like, (laughs) it's tough, but it's, I mean, she works really hard. We all work really, really hard. And, uh, but I do, she's been through a lot and she, I mean, worked really hard and she earned her place there, but yeah, but I do, it's really exciting to see someone who, was second back in 2012. And I think she's been, I mean, she's been around forever. She's been close to making teams, hasn't worked out. And to see someone who who didn't give up and is like, I'm going to do this. I think that as well gave me confidence where it's like, okay, we're both of us have been around for a long time. And I'm like, I think you learn a lot and learn a lot about yourself. And there's really good young people coming up, but I'm like, we're still good. (laughs) we We can still be there. Hey friends, a quick break here to thank Pravenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. Pravenex is where I go for my multivitamins and supplements, particularly the Joint Health Plus is such a great supplement for runners. It protects your joints. I've had so many people come to me and say they couldn't believe how well the Joint Health Plus worked and how much better they feel from using it. I am a big fan of their protein powder. I use it pretty much every day. My kids use it as well. It's delicious. They have vanilla and chocolate. It is vegan and it is tasty to just shake up with water after a quick workout, or you can make a really delicious nutrient dense smoothie with it. 
I actually sprinkle it on bananas and peanut butter for my kids. They love it that way. And there's just no other company I believe in, like I believe in Prevenex when it comes to vitamins and supplements and protein powder, I should add. Go to Prevenex.com, use the code ANOTHER for 15% off your first order, or you can use the code LINDSAY15, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-1-5 for 15% off. Go check it out. They have a money back guarantee on all their products. So if you are not 100% satisfied, they will make it right with you. But I have a feeling you will be satisfied. Prevenex.com, use the code ANOTHER or LINDSAY15 for 15% off your order. All right, back to the show. So tell me what's going on now. You've taken time off. You finally got to do your honeymoon. Yes. Yeah. It was, I mean, honeymoon was so nice. We, um, I really wanted to go to Hawaii. I wasn't sure my racing and right after the 5k, my training had been not great. I like didn't run, didn't run much the month of July. Um, just my mile. I don't think I had one week that was like I was running like 40, 50 miles. And I think the week of the race, I tried to like bump it up and I was running 60 miles um, or the week before the race. And I feel like my body was like, I kind of took a break already. Like I wasn't running very much in this kind of interim between USA's and worlds and tried to run a few days that week. And I was like, I think my body just wants to be done. Like I tried to do some strides and I was like, I just don't feel good. I like tried to do a little effort and I was like, nope, that doesn't feel right. Like, I don't think my body wants to do this. So I'm like, just going to shut it off. And then I was like, let's go to Hawaii. Like, let's book our stuff, which was so nice. I'm like a points wizard. I used Delta points <laughs> to get our flights there and Alaska points on the way back and Hilton points for our hotels in Kauai. Um, and then we stayed in Maui as well. But it was so nice. I love Hawaii. And we went to Kauai in 2019 um, after a few months after I had hip surgery when I was kind of getting back to walking and a little bit of walk jogging. And so we really wanted to go back there because we wanted to do hiking that we couldn't do Mm. um, when we were there the first time. And then I was like, I want to go to Maui too. So we did them both. It was so nice. I was still, I mean, this kind of downtime for me, I I didn't take totally off. It's in the past, sometimes taken two weeks off and then slowly built up. But this time I was like, well, I ran a little bit the week after Worlds. I ended up only running 23 miles because I kind of, I ran at the beginning of the week and then was like, nope, not going to do it. And then just took a few days off in a row and then kind of just ran as I felt. I feel like I ran five days the next week. And then in Hawaii, we ran like, I ran 37 miles, I think. Okay. Um, and then last week I ran 45. So I'm like, just kind of running as I feel steadily building up, but just still want to give myself a day off at least every week for the next little bit. Um, and then we'll probably just start to add in a little bit of stuff, but just take a slow approach. I might race. I want to do some road races in maybe November. So I'm like, I have a little bit of time and it's not something that, um, not keying off of those races. I'm like, I'm just going to train, let my body do what it wants to do. And then I might race. I might not be in the best shape when I'm, I'm racing and we'll see. Um, but I want to make sure I give myself a good bit of time to just like totally rest, totally soak it in. And, um, and COVID just was, not fun. Like, I feel like it just, my heart rate's still kind of high on runs, which I don't know if it's just the heat. So I'm trying to just monitor that and make sure I'm not doing too much too soon. So I'm like, I might just be running. Yeah. Not very much for another few weeks and then kind of slowly try to, to build stuff in, but it's nice to have downtime to go on vacation and then to just be here seeing friends and just feel like I'm still doing some stuff, like still trying to maintain my strength stuff and whatnot, but not doing as much. So have a lot more free time and flexibility, which is nice. How do you handle going into races knowing that you're not in like 
the best shape, you know, like, when, oh, yeah. you know, how you always <laughs> want to add those asterisks. Well, if I was in shape, I could have done this, but like yeah. you're on these big stages doing these races though. So how do you do that? Like, how do you handle that mentally? It's hard. I mean, I think for me, it's so, I mean, COVID is such a weird thing too. Cause I'm like, it, it affects everyone so differently that I just, I was trying to be like, I want to, I don't want to do too much too soon. I definitely want to take days off and be smart about it. But for me, I think in general, like I, those women are so good. Like I'm not in, I mean, these women run 14 teens. Like I'm not going to run that. It's I, I wasn't going to run that because like COVID didn't affect that. Like I just wasn't in shape to do yeah. that. I think it's one of those things where I just had to tell myself, I'm like, this isn't a factor. I don't want to say this is a factor because I feel like then I'm counting myself out before I'm on the start line. I'm like already have a built-in excuse of like, well, I had COVID. So that's why. And I do think it does. I mean, it does affect your body. There, there is a thing about that, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't want to feel like I gave up before I got on the start line. And I think that the prelim took so much out of me that I think that, I wanted to believe I was like, okay, I got into the final. And it was funny. John said something to me where he's like, oh, well, it's good. You like saved a bunch for the final. And I was like, what are you talking about? I barely got into the final. Like, I wasn't trying. I wasn't, I'm like, I was the last one. And I didn't know I was going to be the last one in. Like, I would have loved to be the top five. I just wasn't like I was sixth and I was just enough to get me into the final, but like, I didn't save anything. Like I felt exhausted. Like that was really hard. It was 91 degrees and I ran 15 flat and that was what my body had. And I did not recover enough for the final. Um, but in the final, I wanted to be confident. I was like with Elise and Carissa and I'm like, I'm just going to follow them. I was with them at USA's. I'm like, I feel like I'm really tapered. I kept telling myself that, which I was, but I feel like I just wasn't strong enough to, to come back from the prelim and, um, run well in the final. And I think the prelim showed too, I just wasn't where I needed to be fitness wise and, and that's okay, but it's hard. It's, looking back, I'm like, I, I know why I feel like I didn't, I would have probably needed, there's only three and a half weeks between USA's and worlds. And I would have needed like a flawless three and a half weeks and felt like I really was able to sharpen, sharpen to get to a place where I would have been closer. But I'm like, realistically, I have to be happy. I made the final. I'm like off of the year, like off of what I thought I was going to do this year. I didn't know if I was going to be on the track. I really thought the 10K was my only chance. So to make the 5K and to make the final is like a huge win. Um, I was really hoping I wouldn't run that poorly in the final, but I think my body just was toasted after the prelim and that was all I had. I tried hard to go with it for um, a bit. And it was that pace shift from our first 800 was like 241. And then I had like a fast 2k in there. And then it like the wheels totally came off. And I just was trying as best I could. I was like, don't get lapped, just like mm. make it, to the which is the worst feeling when you're like, you want to like hang on. And I'm like, close the gap, go with like, Alish is passing you and Jess is passing you and like, go with them, hang on. And it's like, my body was like, trying so hard. Mm. And I was like, nope, nope, not in it today. Like, it's not a fun feeling. That's like ugh, the worst feeling when that happens. I'm like, hopefully it doesn't happen to me too much more often. But yeah, I think looking back, I know why that happened. I think my training wasn't there and COVID definitely didn't help. But yeah, just I think it showed me too that I'm like, well, I, I was able to get closer, but I still have a lot of work to do if I want to be really competitive at this world stage. And um, I think a big win and lots that I gained this last year, but ooh, it's not fun when that happens. And I think sometimes I went onto the start line, probably a little too confident. I'm like, just believe you can do it. And I'm like, well, 
you can't just, again, you can't just like will yourself doing something you're not in shape to do. So uh, not the funnest note to end on, but it was, I mean, a really cool experience overall. And I mean, being in Eugene was great and incredible. Did anybody, because we had emailed before and you told me you had COVID because I was like, we were going to maybe sneak this interview in between USA's and Worlds. And then you got COVID. Did you tell anybody, like, did anybody know you were coming back from that? No. So it's funny. I was actually messaging, like I was texting with Elise and Carissa and I was like curious because I got COVID right after USA's mm. and I was like, I was like, did they get COVID? Yeah. And I was actually told Vanessa. Um, but I was like, do you know if anyone on Bowerman got COVID? Cause I was trying to figure out, we had seen a friend at USA's who texted us on Tuesday and he's like, I have COVID mm. and Max wasn't feeling well, like the next day, which was his birthday. And he then like started quarantining in the other room. And I was like, I think I'm fine. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then Max, like he tested positive. He was testing negative. We were both testing negative. And then he tested positive. He's already quarantining in the other room. And then I woke up a couple days later feeling terrible. And then I was, I kept being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, just on a day call. I was taking day call at like eight, 12, four, and then <laughs> night call at eight and passing out. And I was like, I barely had symptoms. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I was taking like day call and night call very frequently for, for like two weeks. So I was kind of in like a daze, but I kept being like, I'm asymptomatic. I don't even have any symptoms. Uh. I just had like a little cough. I had a fever one day, but like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and I'm like, I think that was a little, Max got really sick. So I think compared to him, I was like, I'm okay. Um, but I did, yeah, I didn't want anyone to know. Cause I didn't want it to feel like it was the reason why I, I wasn't going to run well or um, but I was trying to like figure out if anyone else got it. Cause I'm like, sh- I'm like, did a lot of people get it from USA's? Cause I was emailing with USATF and they're like, oh yeah, a bunch of athletes tested positive after USA's. I think it, it was tough. I mean, COVID is tough. I feel like it's one of those things where, yeah, we hadn't gotten it for so long that I was like, maybe we're just never going to get it. We're just lucky. Was, yeah. I'm like, we're just one of those people. Like, I'm just like, for some reason, my body just is like rejecting it, which is wonderful. And then I'm like, nope, I like said that spoke too soon. Um, feel like we did one thing. We've been so careful. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, did one thing inside with a bunch of people. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's what happens, <laughs> which it is what it is. I, th- I feel like most everyone's had it by now. And it's, I mean, it's definitely more mild. Like I yeah. talk, was talking to my dad and I was like, so mad at myself where I'm like, why did I, like, I'm just feel like such an idiot Let that I got it down right before world. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what was I thinking? And he's like, you can't, he's like, honestly, like you staved it off when it like to the point where he's like, it's pretty, it's really mild now. Like everyone's going to get it. Like, I think you should feel thankful that you were able to hold off for so long. But yeah, I was trying to keep it under wraps except for like a few people. I was texting Vanessa mostly because we were wanting to run together and I kept testing. I was testing positive for like over two weeks and I was just like, why am I still positive? And then I was getting stressed because I'm like, what if I don't test negative before Worlds? Um, And I ended up testing negative a few days before I went down to Eugene. Um, And I was messaging Sarah Hall because she was my roommate and I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I have COVID now. So, but I'm like, I don't think I'll see you, but I'm definitely going to make sure I'm negative. So I don't come in the room and get you sick before you race. So I'm like, I've told a few people, but not many people. And then now I'm like, the COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's just, you want to believe like I can power through, I can power through like taking all the day quill, but then it's like the looking back thing. You're like, Oh, I was like, I had COVID in like last December and I feel like I was like in denial too. Like I'm not that sick. I'm fine. I was like taking medicine around the clock, but like I know I really needed that medicine. It was helping me feel a lot better, but 
then looking back, I'm like, oh, I felt worse than I maybe said I did just because I was like trying to block it out or something. Yeah. No, it's so funny. I said, I was like saying that to people after where I kept being like, I think it's just my allergies acting up. And I'm like, no, I have COVID. And like, I was fine before. Like, why am I like, I'm like, I think I'm fine. It's just like my allergies being a little weird. Like it's not related to COVID. I'm like, oh man, I'm one of those people. But (laughs) you know what though? It sucks that you got it right before worlds. It just sucks. That's all there is to it. It does. Yeah, I know. I mean, I did. I'm like the one thing it is tough. Cause I'm like, I do feel bad. Like we ha- had friends that got married in Colorado in between the 10 K and the five K and we didn't go because I'm like, well, I don't, I'm like, it's too close. I don't want to, I can't get involved. Like it's going to mess up my training in general, which I'm like, I don't want to do. And Max was just going to go. And then he like last minute was like, I just, I don't feel comfortable if mm-hmm. I come back and I'm sick and I get you sick. And I was like, okay, thank you. I actually feel better. But now I feel, I mean, I feel bad. Cause I'm like, oh, we missed that. And then I'm like, we ended up getting it anyways. But I think I would have rather made USAs and gotten it after US. I would have rather waited till after Worlds to get it. But I'm like- Right, because the wedding was before USAs? Yes, before USA 5K, in between the 10 and the 5. So okay. It's, yeah, which yeah, and no. it's just because I'm like, I feel like, man, I'm like, we. I mean, I miss so much in general with training as it is, which is hard. And I always feel bad for that. But I'm like, he was, that was really nice. He- missed that for me. And then we both got it a couple weeks later anyway. So just like, ah, one of those things. Um, can you tell us real quick about Max's shirt with your face on it? That's too good. Oh my gosh. His, so his best man got it for him for his bachelor party before we got married. And I, he sent it to me, his friend. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Um, and Max just made it his race day uniform. He wore it, I think at us cross. And then he's like, this is just going to be my uniform. Like it's, he's like, I just want to be supportive of you. Um, which is so funny. So now it's just like a thing, but one of our friends, um, in LA who is one of his groomsmen just got, his wife is fabulous and she's just amazing, but she's big into CrossFit. So he, she just had a competition this weekend and he just got a shirt with her face on it. So he sent us a picture and he's like, he's like, Oh, it's my version of cheer on Sam, which I'm like, Oh yeah, everyone needs to do this. It's like so funny. Um, What's yeah, the I think company? Like, where did he order? Do you know where he ordered it through? No. So he said he literally just Googled face on shirt. Okay. Like, okay. And got like, got him. And it's funny. Cause it's um, like a, aloha flower mm-hmm, shirt mm-hmm. so it like kind of blends in so you like see the flowers and then you like it takes a second and then you're like wait there's something <laughs> on there uh which I think makes it a little better <laughs> I love it so much we I got my husband um socks with my youngest son's face on them for Hi. father's day <laughs> I love that so cute because he we always like I don't know your last kid you I think become like quite obsessed with like he's Aww. like our baby you know and we're always like and he's got like Sandy is his name and he's got like a bigger face and we're always like look at his face just look at that face Aww. so we always say that so for Father's Day I got him those socks with just like Sandy's face all over him and they're so funny <laughs> such a good gift yeah I know it just it makes you laugh I'm like I love gifts like that so good um you know a little bit before, and we'll we'll wrap up after this topic, but you had mentioned wanting to be a mom, and you mentioned yeah. Kira and Sarah, and it made me think of Molly Huddle walking yeah. through that now. Like, what is it like for you seeing other moms walk through, like, you know, having babies or having kids and then getting back to training? 
It's, I mean, it's really inspiring. And I think, yeah, I mean, Molly and seeing Shannon do it. Like, I think there's, mm. I have examples, which is amazing. And seeing Al, I mean, Allison, I think did so much for our sport, which is wonderful. Cause I'm like, I can't imagine being in their shoes. And I mean, for me, even coming out of college, I feel like it's funny. It was like, I don't even know if it, I feel like it was an unspoken rule. I don't mm-hmm. know if people ever said it, but it was kind of like, well, when you got to the point where you want to have babies, like that's just, you just kind of retire and you have babies. Um, and I'm like seeing women who they're like, no, like, I want to still do this. I can still be good at this. Like, I want to be a mom, but I also want to do this and I'm going to come back from it. And I think that determination is really inspiring to me and seeing people who have gone through it and come back and um, Faith Kipyagon, I mean, is Mm. like unreal. Um, But seeing people who have done this and are are running better than they have or, or as well as they had before is just really cool to me because I'm like, I think our bodies are incredible. It's like a really amazing thing. And I don't, I mean, I'm not a mom and I know you have to go through a lot. I think I have, I have a lot of friends who are having babies now. So it's giving me a little bit of baby fever being around their kids who are like amazing. Um, and just seeing them, I'm like, moms are incredible. It's so cool to see everything you all do. And just, I'm like how your body can come back from that and you can grow a human being. And then like, it's just, it's wild. It's so cool. But I think I just, yeah, seeing that I'm like, I get so much joy and I know we want that um, at some point for ourselves. And I do want to like give it credit to you that I'm like, I'll see where I'm at when we decide to have kids. Cause I don't know if I'll be like, Oh, maybe I, I want to keep running. Maybe I don't. Um, but I feel like I have role models and examples who, if I want to still do it, I feel like I'll be able to, which is really cool. I mean, not that it'll be easy by any means. I think it's it's really hard what you go through, but um, but just seeing women who have done it, I think gives all of us women we're like, oh wow, you like you can do it. It's not like it's you don't have to be done. Like if you still want to be doing it, like it's not easy, but you can you can still do it. And I think that's really special and powerful. Yeah, thirty two. You really are at the age where like all of your friends are probably starting to have babies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know everyone's on. I feel like I, we went on Sunday, my friend Natalie out here, um, her first son turned two and she, um, had another baby in February and her kids are so cute, mm. like just so stinking cute. And there was like lots of friends with babies around. And I was just like, Oh, I'm like, it just like warmed my heart. And they're just, yeah, so sweet. And I saw Max being good with them. And I'm like that I'm like, made me so happy. And I'm like, Oh, you look really good with a baby. now. <laughs> Oh, well, it's been really fun to watch um, Molly Huddle go through this and like see her be really transparent about like getting back to it and like posting like actual paces for workouts that she's Mm -hmm. doing and showing up and doing races. And also, you know, you were saying like you don't know what you're going to feel like, you know, if you have babies, like if you'll want to get back and if you do get back and all those things. And it's kind of like, you know what the beauty is? And I think Kira is such a perfect example of this is like, you don't have to decide right away. Yeah. Like you have your baby and like, see, see how you feel. And then like, you know, give yourself a three month check, a six month check, a one year check. And like, you know, probably you'll have the desire to get back to it. But like, you just, you don't have to say, I know for sure what I'm going to do because you won't. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so, I mean, that's true. I feel like I have to remind myself that I think. I don't know, living in the moment more and just letting that happen when it happens and feeling how I feel. But um, yeah, Molly, I'm like, I love, she's literally sharing everything, Mm -hmm. which is so cool to see. And I'm like, and just like so real. Cause I'm like, I do think, I feel like, and for me too, I'm like, I just wonder, I'm like, did they just come back? And like, they were just able to run like 65 second quarters. 
you don't know. And then you're like, okay, no, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like they, you wouldn't be able to do that, but like. <laughs> totally. Okay. Well, Emily, what would you tell your six years ago self that first time we talked? Like, what would you say to Emily when she was 20? Were you 26? I think you were 26. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26. Yep. Um, oh, I mean, I think for me then, um, I mean, just to still love it. I mean, which I, I think I do just to try to like enjoy, enjoy every moment and know that the hard times aren't forever. I feel like it's easy. We all do this. And when you're dealing with something difficult, I think I get sucked into being um, just, I don't know if self, self-absorbed is the right word, but just like, it's like, woe is me. And like, why is this happening to me? What's going on? And it's like, this happens to a lot of people. You're okay. You'll get through it. You'll come out the other side. And I think I had some moments there where I felt like, at 26, I was like, I've been through a lot of hurdles. I'm over them all. I've had injuries and this or that. And I'm like, it's never easy. It's just life. It is what it is. <laughs> like you just got to deal with it uh, and move on. No moment is forever, good or bad. So just enjoy it while while you're in it. And um, as best you can, or know that the bad ones won't be there forever and just do what you can to enjoy the good ones. Yeah. There's two things I took from that. One, I don't remember who was saying this. I was, I was listening to it on an interview. I keep pulling these random things, but I love it. (laughs) The guy says, he says he wakes up in the morning and he says, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And I'm going to get through both of those today. And it's like acknowledging both of those things. And then the other thing I pulled from what you just said was, um, anytime I have these, like, I have like some pretty big, like fear anxieties with health related stuff. And my mom always tells me, she's like, Lindsay, you have to stop thinking about yourself. Like the moment you take your focus off obsessing over this thing that could or could not happen to you. Like you will be better for it. Like focus on helping someone else. Focus on whatever you need to do with your kids because you get in this mentality where you're just like obsessed with the one problem, like your injury or whatever it is that's happening to you. Totally. And we, we live in a self-focused culture. I mean, we it's, you know, it's self-care this, self-care that, and it's good to take care of your body. But um, when we take the focus off of ourselves, usually we live a much happier life. Yeah, 100%. I think, I mean, I think too, I'm not, I'm not on my phone as much yeah. as I need to be. And I like, even when we, I mean, we were at our friend's house from one to nine 30 on Sunday for their party. Cause like she put the kids down and then we were still hanging out, but like, I didn't have my phone the entire time. And it was like really nice to be like, Oh, I came, I left my phone in the car. I didn't think about it. I didn't get it once. I just got to like, enjoy being there. I wasn't like, there's nothing I needed on my phone. So like, why would I bring it with me? I wanted to be in the moment with friends. And I'm like, I just try to do that more often where Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't need this. Like, I don't need it. I feel like I have an impulse to like check it Mm -hmm. if I have it by me. And it's like, why to check what? Like I'm here with my friends and enjoying life. So it's freedom. I do that with my neighbor all the time. And I always tell my husband when I leave, I'm like, just so you know, like I'm not taking my phone. So if you need me, you need to text her. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and then when you do that, then when you see other people picking up their phone, you're like, what are you looking at? We're all here. Yeah. Like, put that away. Uh-huh. Totally. Oh, Emily. Okay. Let's wrap up. What's the best, most recent book you've read? Oh, um, I just, I just heard Beach Read by Emily Henry. Is it good? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was good. It's like, very, it's like a romancy New York Times bestseller fiction. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, the one I just finished and I'm reading another Colleen Hoover book Ooh. right now. I've read some of hers and they're really good. Which one are you reading? Oh man. Oh, now I can't even remember the name, but it's with um, Kenna and Ledger in it. I don't know. It's like every, oh, something about him, forgetting about him, remembering him. 
I can't remember. I was just talking about it yesterday too. And now I'm like, I can't remember the title and I keep reading it before bed and I'm like reading a couple pages and then putting it down, but it's good. Yeah. Um, Her books are spicy. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) She wrote Verity, right? Did you read Verity? I haven't read that one. Yeah. Is that one of your faves? Um, it's good. It's like some of the sex scenes in her books. I'm like, I was like sitting on my front porch oh. reading the other day and like my yeah. neighbor comes by and I'm like, like, yeah. like jolting, like I'm like, I'm reading like softcore porn or something yeah. like that. It's totally. It's so funny. Cause my friend the other day was asking about books to read and I was like, Oh, giving her these. And then she's like, Oh, I want to get them on audiobook. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you'd want to listen to that. I'm like, I don't even think I want to read it. Like, I feel like I'm like blushing right now talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this with everyone. Like these are the books I enjoy. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, they're not that spicy, but like, yeah. like yeah. I wouldn't want to be like sitting next to my mom listening oh, to the totally. audio. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's like when you're on a plane and you see, and you're like, can't help but see what someone else is watching, and you're like, oh, oh, what are you? Okay, I'm just. And there's like a sex scene that pops yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> or it's like one of the even like in my own home if I'm watching something yeah. and it's not even like a very like intense scene, and someone walks in, I'm like, oh. Should I be watching this right now? It's like yeah, I was on Bridgerton. I mean, Bridgerton was so good, but I'm like some of that. I was like, oh yeah, this. <laughs> I I didn't watch it, and I I watched one episode, and I was like, this looks like it's gonna have some some scenes. But like, I mean, what was I watching? Like Sweet Magnolias, and like or like oh, Virgin yeah. River, Vir- Virgin yeah, River. Yeah. Like, how spicy can these scenes really yeah. get? But I still like jump with someone uh-huh. in the room. It's so funny. We were watching. Um, Oh gosh, at altitude in 2021, but I was in the house that Sinclair, Vanessa, and Marielle, and we were all watching Bridgerton. And I just have like the funniest memories because Marielle was like squirming and she's like, ah, ah! <laughs> she's like, what are we watching? Why are you having us watch this? And I was like, it's so good, right? <laughs> it's not comfortable to watch with other people, though. I don't yeah. know. Really... Oh, I totally get it. And I saw you're catching up on Laguna Beach right now. Oh my gosh. Old yeah. School. Yeah, I so I feel like Kate is big on TikTok and I was just I'm like terrible at TikTok, but I just went on and I have I'm like, don't follow me. I don't know what I'm putting out there, like nothing. But I was like for some reason that's the feed I was getting was all about Laguna Beach. And I'm like, is this trending? Like what's happening? So it made me want to go back and I like I'm getting Paramount free for a week so that I can binge it. And I'm like, this weekend, Max is doing Hood to Coast. And I hung out with a friend one day. And then I was like, I just don't feel like doing anything and just like binged a bunch of Laguna Beach. But it was really nostalgic. And then also made me feel old because I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, they graduated in like 04 and then 05 in the next season. And I felt young watching it because I'm like, I graduated in 08. But I was like, that was so long ago. (laughs) So you were just like a little bit younger than the kids on the show. Yeah, my sister is four years older and okay. she was the same age as them. So I like watched it and I feel like I always looked up to her and then like watching it with them. And I was like, they're so cool. They're so old. And now I'm like, they're so young. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was in college because I graduated college in 06. And I remember my roommates always watched it. And I, for some reason, I like never watched TV in college. I don't know why, but I remember I always walk in the living room and be like, what are you guys watching? But yeah. I knew the theme song and like knew yeah. the you know, the details from all them talking, but they would all gather in the living room and watch it. And I just kind of like, you know, go do my own thing. But now looking back how much I like reality TV stuff, I would have really enjoyed it if I would have let myself get into it. 
I know. Yeah, it's good. I mean, watching it back too, it's like kind of cringy. And I'm like, there. it's also, I'm like, they're so young that I'm yeah. like, oh, this is so bad, but like also so good. And the music is so nostalgic. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is like my favorite high school music. It's so good. Um, but it's funny. Max is like watching a couple episodes with me and it's just like very mindless. It's nice. Yes. I recently, <laughs> before we moved, started watching The O.C. <gasps> oh my gosh. The yeah. O.C.? I watched the OC and my old roommate, we rewatched it. I don't know when this was like a while ago, but season one is good. Yeah. And I, I, that was another one of those shows. It was like my phase of life where I like didn't watch TV. And so I was like, I need to go back and watch this. Everybody yeah, that is my age watched the OC and yeah. yeah what it do was you really think watch, watching it back now? Was it weird or was it? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's dated. Yeah. Yes. It's dated, but like, I really liked it. I like the characters and I actually, I feel like I left off with like half a season to go or something stupid like that. Cause we were like oh, yeah. getting ready to move and then we moved and I didn't pick it back up once we moved. So maybe yeah. I need to go finish it still. Yeah. The, the end of the, I feel like it got really dramatic. Yeah. I felt like I, I like was like, Whoa, this took a turn real quick, but yeah. it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily. Okay. Well, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. It's been so nice to chat. I'm. This is it's good to chat after a good year. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we won't wait so long next time. We'll put it on the calendar for next summer again. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your summer into fall and I'm um, looking forward to see what you do next. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, hopefully chat again soon, but have a good one and take care of the fam and kids starting school, all the good stuff. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Emily, for coming on the show. Friends, if you aren't already following Emily, she is Emily Enfeld on Instagram. You can find me personally. I'm Lindsay Hines 626 on there and follow our network, Sandy Boy Productions. We'd love to connect with you there. If you ever have any suggestions for the show or anything at all, you can email me lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great Friday, a wonderful rest of your weekend. And as always, we'll see you next Friday.